When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Howdy, what's up? This is The Long Two. It is a fantasy basketball podcast for faketeams.com. My name's Natty. His name is Brandon. Brandon, what's up? What's up, man? Feels like we've, we've been away for a while. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, a nice, well-deserved break from the grind. Um, All-Star Weekend occurred, and they did the 75 players, or I guess 76 players, for 75th anniversary. It was cool to see some of those people. Um, I didn't really watch any of the All-Star festivities. I watched some of the game, and I watched the end but I didn't really care about anything else. I kind of wanted a basketball break, to be honest. Uh, not me. I, I watched almost all of it. My son is like, he, he's really into it now. So um, he wanted to watch the whole All-Star Saturday night. He watched the whole thing. He That's was so like dialed in the whole time. Um, we have to see the skills contest. <laughs> so did you, so, so you didn't see, so I thought that the skills contest, I just want to talk about that for, for a brief second, but uh, I thought it was I mean, cool I've how seen they everything at this point. Like I watched everything, no, but, they, that... but they, they, but they changed the format of the skills contest this year. Yeah. So, Oh, okay. So you, you, you're familiar, but yeah, they, I thought it was pretty cool how they had, first of all, they created the teams. They had a rookies team. They had the Cavs had a home team since they were hosting. And then they had the, the Andetekumpo brothers. The three yep. of them were a team. Which I is thought just that adorable. was great. Amazing. Yeah, because yeah. right away, my, my wife and my son are rooting for the, the brothers, right? The Nasus! The Nasus! Yeah. <laughs> and I tried to warn It's ridiculous that, like, they're in it. <laughs> but, and, but I thought it was cool. And then the Cavs had a really good team. I actually thought that the rookies might win it. But uh, ended up going to the to the home team, and uh, Evan Mobley hit the half court shot on his first yeah. attempt. But it was pretty cool how they had they set up the format. There was a shooting contest, a dribbling contest, and then then they had to do the uh, the half court shot, and then they had the um, the kind of obstacle course. So I thought right. it was cool. I uh, just wish that the skills competition, like. I wish the same thing for the, like you could get the elites, like, you know, whatever, all of this isn't good fun, but if you could have had like Kyrie Irving versus whoever has the second best handle in the league right now, I don't know, maybe Ja, and like, they just did crazy dribbling shit, (laughs) you know? Uh, Yeah. And the contest isn't like elites anymore. I'd almost rather the dunk contest be just like college players. local dudes. Now, as much as I liked, the skills contest is exactly how much I hate and despise the dunk contest at this point. Like I don't, I honestly wish that they would like do it first and that way you could just like tune in after and let it culminate with like a three point contest, which Carl Anthony Towns won by the way. And he was really impressive. He was really impressive. He was Um, like super, (laughs) super earnest about what he wanted. 
<laughs> yeah, I think he beat out he beat Trey, I believe, right? And uh so yeah, that was pretty cool. Um but yeah, the dunk contest is, is, is terrible. Sorry to interrupt. Uh is that like Cat's biggest achievement as an NBA player in his seven year career? Yes. But <laughs> as much as you as much but as much as you make light of that, NBA players I think NBA players uh, take that pretty uh, serious. I think NBA players do take the three point contest pretty pretty seriously. I don't care. All of it's for fun. Who gives a shit? Yeah, like, but it's he, a pretty cool it's a pretty cool thing to do. Like when you're out there and you're just in a rhythm hitting three pointers like that, like I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. Maybe I just don't think like that like the Timberwolves have failed towns because that's his career highlight right now. Like they should have been able to do better by him over, you know, over half a decade. Uh, but they look good now. They're going to be a play in team at least. Um, yeah. And they have a fun team. Uh, so yeah, good for, good for cat. I just want nice things for cat for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The dunk, the dunk contest is absolutely just it's terrible. So wait, did you and your son watch the All-Star game? Did you watch the Elam game? We did, and we we didn't watch the entire thing, mainly because I fell asleep, and I fell asleep like in late in the third <laughs> and Jordan quarter. was like, I'm just putting on NCIS Hawaii, or whatever. <laughs> but, no, but Jordan, Jordan and I did watch like three quarters of it. And, um, and uh, yeah, what that was, that was um uh, Steph I mean some of those shots where he hit the shot <laughs> from seven feet beyond the line and then immediately starts running back in the opposite direction because he knows it's going in I mean he put on a show he he yeah. put on a real show 50 points 16 three-pointers that like that's the reason I wish I watched but um also, you know, seeing it the next day all in a row, <laughs> you know, was like yeah. kind of cool. Um, it like he would have been the star if Bron hadn't been able to make that ridiculous last shot. And Godspeed. Wait, wait no, you, what do you mean he would have been the star? He was the star. He scored 50 points. Yeah, but LeBron won the game. Yeah, but who cares? It's an all star game. Do you really care who wins the game? I think the fact that he yeah, LeBron the record. won the game in Cleveland. What do you mean? You, that's totally a big deal for sure. You're telling me that LeBron was a star of this game. I can tell you didn't watch it. He Steph won Curry the game. Was, yeah. I, all right. The other guy hit 16 threes. The previous record was 10. Oh, yeah, the record for an NBA about, game was 13. I, I just mean the very, also it's not a game. It's a grouping of four small games, right? Like it's quarter by yeah. quarter by quarter by quarter. Okay, yeah. Which is cool. I mean, that's fine. Like, how how was it? Because that's like what most basketball is like, right? Like when you go to the park, you don't play for fifteen minutes. <laughs> you play to eleven or twenty one. You know, yeah. like I think most basketball is played that way, and it's sort of weird that we think the Elam style is strange, even though it seems like everybody liked it. I mean, I couldn't tell watching the video the next day, but 
it's I don't dislike it, um, but I don't really particularly care for it. It's fine. Would you keep it but, for the All Star game? Um, it's one of those things where now that I'm used to it, I kind of feel like, do I want to? You know, it's like in our league where we make sure that we have a majority vote if we're going to change anything. It's kind of like that, right? It's like, yeah, you may dislike it, but unless like everybody kind of dislikes it, why are we going to change it? You know, if we if we've been doing it that way. Um, but if it had never been introduced, I don't think that I would have ever been one to suggest it. <laughs> Entropy is a powerful force. <laughs> yeah, um, so. I have nothing else to say because I didn't watch any of the All-Star shit. Would you like to no, say anything good. about the All-Star game? No, let's, okay. let's, let's, let's move into our first topic. All right, so what do you want to do first? Do you want to do MVPs? Do you want to do... Okay, do thumbs up. You got it. All right. Um, So I texted you and told you that I wanted to have an MVP discussion because DeRozan has moved into the upper echelon for me. And you agreed because you're a nice dude and you're you know, totally humoring me because DeRozan isn't going to win unless the other team's crater somehow. Um, Wait, now hold on. Hold on. I've been on Team DeRozan all year. I, I am oh, not. But he's not going to win. This is an win, academic. But I, think, but I think he I think he could. I've, I'm pretty sure at some point I've said that either on this show or to you directly that I think he's a top five MVP guy this year. Yeah. I think we've both been saying it for the past like month and a half because he's been (laughs) and the bulls are in second place and they've basically been tied for first with Miami for a while now. And it's been because of DeRozan and Vooch and then like, you know, fucking Iota Sunmu and Kobe White. Mm -hmm. Um, he has been spectacular. Okay, I'm just going to give you the numbers. All right, since January 1st, so this is just 2022, Joel Embiid is number one in scoring, in points per game. He's averaging 33 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, five assists per game, 51% shooting from the floor. Giannis is second in scoring. He's 32, 11, and 6. from the floor. DeRozan, DeMar DeChosen, is number three in the NBA in points per game since the calendar turned. He's averaging 30 points, five rebounds, five dimes, 54% shooting. And then there's Joker, the fourth guy in this discussion. Nikola Jokic is 12th in scoring, but his line is 26 13 and 8 on 57% shooting. So all three of these dudes, especially Giannis and Embiid, like have pretty similarly impressive and efficient lines. Uh as of this podcast, it's Sunday night. Um half the games are being played right now. Uh Embiid on the Sixers, their overall record is 37 and 23. They're number three in the East. 
Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks are 36 and 25. They're fifth in the East. DeChosen and Dem Bulls are 39 and 22. They are second in the East. And Joker and the Nuggets are 35 and 25. They are sixth in the West. So Embiid's team has 37 wins and Joker's team has 35. I think that those two have been the ones that have been the top two candidates for MVP for most of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giannis third, and then other dudes after that. Steph, I think, got out oh, of the Steph, gates really sure. strong. He, was, so right. he started off the year, but he's actually having a down as far as efficiency year for his, you know, yeah, his for him. stats go. For Steph yeah, Curry. For him. Like, yeah. Anybody um, else in the league would be like, it's yeah. my best season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and he's still an MVP candidate for sure. Um, but second in the West. Yeah. At this point, I think if I'm, if I'm giving out the award today, even though they're technically behind the bulls in the standings, um, and the chosen, um, I think I'm going with Joel Embiid just because, you know, he's been doing this all year with like Matisse and Seth Curry and, you know, and, uh, inherit Tobias and you know and it's like he's kind of been leading this Dude, thing on Max, his own a second year guard that like yeah. wasn't supposed to be a point guard like he was thrust into this role um exactly. no like he's yeah, so I think I've, but, gotta, I've gotta go but then Joker is missing MPJ and Jamal Murray well yeah so I, I didn't finish. So what I was going to say okay. is I'm, I'm, I'm going with Embiid. But part of that is I think that I've been, like, conditioned to kind of feel that, like, you don't want to give the same guy the MVP if there's another guy kind of who emerges to that same right. level. Because right. Joker is still having statistically the best season of any player in the NBA. And he's, his impact on winning is is – pretty much right there with any other front MVP front runner, including Joel Embiid. I mean, like you said, he's playing without, you know, the two, the next two best players on his team. Um, and he has found a way to kind of make it work. That's what's so great about his game is like, he can literally play with all different types of guys. And um, yeah, so I think it's between those two. Um, I'm giving Embiid the slight edge just because I feel like, He's kind of emerged, like I said, where's Joker. We're kind of, I'm kind of spoiled, right? Like I saw him put up a great year last year. Um, but, you know, if he gets it, I, I, I would think that he's just as deserving. Um, so now we, are we going deeper in the, uh, the battle? Well, we, we can in a moment. Um, I think, though, that what you said about there being other considerations aside from the numbers and the records is going to be what decides this. Like if all those dudes minus DeRozan, if those three center, I mean, basically Giannis is basically a center. Um, Mm -hmm. If those three centers basically have these lines at the end of the year and the records are all sort of similar, like within one or two games of each other, regardless of seeding, like the seeding doesn't matter, you know, like the Nuggets have two fewer wins than the Sixers. Like that's, that's what matters. 
Um, you can't just dismiss the Nuggets because they're in the sixth seed when, you know, they're just a few games, few wins back and they could climb up very quickly. Mm-hmm. They come down to be like, well, Embiid doesn't have one yet, I think. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, because Giannis has two. And, uh, here's the other thing. All three of these dudes, Joker, Freak, and The Process, are all having their best years. Like, Giannis is better than his MVP years. Joker is better this year than he was last year, his MVP year. And this is Embiid's crowning achievement season. I mean, no Ben Simmons, and he's done this, and it hasn't mm-hmm. really been a big deal at all, and Toby hasn't really been that great. Um, I I think it's Embiid, too. I think he's in first, but I think a bunch of that is just because, like, he hasn't gotten one yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, so I kind of felt guilty saying that, but I'm like, I've been conditioned to kind of think that way, but what about now? Now, what do you? How do you feel about the fact that the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies all have a better record than any team in the East? Should John Morant be getting more consideration? Uh, sure. Yes, of course he should. Um, but some of these dudes are dis not dismissed but they're automatically on a on a lower tier because it's just a matter of fact that these other three centers are better than them like this year like they're like John Morant has been incredible for his team and the team has blossomed around him he's not a better player than Giannis he's not a better player than Embiid he's not a better player than Joker this year like there is a tier of talent with experience that you need to get the MVP this year, I think. But Ja's going to be there like two years from now, probably. Yeah. Um, and, he'll, and he'll go for like a five-year stretch where he's like always on the ballot at least. And maybe he'll get some down ballot votes this year. Um, but like he hasn't been, I mean, recently Luca, I mean, the Mavericks are in fifth place. And Luca's been on fire recently. It's just that he had that slow start. So that's why no one's really talked about him seriously for MVP. Like they have a bad taste. And the Mavericks basically have the same record as the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And who's on that fucking team? Aside from Luca, it's not Kristoff anymore. And the Suns, the Suns don't really love Jalen Brunson. It's like. Right. Yeah. It's. But they're a competently run team, and Jason Kidd, like Jason Kidd, has them playing as a team, and that's one of the reasons why the Grizzlies and um, the Warriors and the Suns, like the players on those teams, get sort of a step down, just because they're playing good team basketball in a way that, like the Sixers, I mean, it's Embiid's team, like he's been the one doing this, yeah. you know, and like the Nuggets, sure they play as a team, and Aaron Gordon is there, but like. They would, they're 10 points worse. There's a 10 point shift in Joker's on off numbers. Like, they're one of the best teams in the league when he's on the court, and they're one of the worst when he's off. Like, that is literally being the most valuable player for your team. <laughs> do you, now, do you, like, let me ask you this. Do you think that I kind of also feel that Embiid gets the nod because he is such a throwback style guy that like he he's going to 
kind of like um, he, he's he's going to kind of like resonate with voters that like still kind of admire and have you know romanticize like '90s basketball, right? Like Host he's like play. Patrick Ewing, Shaq, you know, Lonzo Mourning, like. He's a throwback and a guy that we uh, we haven't seen this kind of big man. And as much as we love the Joker, he's he's like a point guard almost, right? Like he's a even though he defends as a center this year, and like his defense got way, way, way better. But it's like he's a point center. Yeah, he's a point center, which is awesome. I love it. But you know, just as far as like a big bruising, just like knock you over dunk in your face, yell at you. Right. People kind of miss that, I think. And Giannis is a wing center. Like, Embiid's the only center center. (laughs) You know, like, even though Embiid, like, they're all shooting, you know, like, over 35% from three. You know, like, they can all hit them. Um, And Embiid has that weird mid-range game, you know, with the one leg up fade away thing that he loves to do. But that's like a center move, though. Exactly. big man move. And it's it's perfected. Like he knows where he's going. He knows how to get there. Um, he's a guy that had a lot of injury concern earlier in his career, and now he just looks like an Adonis. And he's totally great with his. Like he slipped earlier today uh, against the Knicks, and like the whole audience gasped, he's holding their breath. <laughs> right. Um, but he's just been magnificent this year. Like he's and he's taken, I mean, a pretty mediocre squad, I think, to this. What did I say? They're third in the East. Yeah, they're third in the East. I mean, Tobias Harris hasn't been. He's like been the worst number two. Well, not for Joker. I mean, you'd rather have Tobias Harris than Aaron than Aaron Gordon. Maybe not. Um, but you see what I'm like. They're and they're the Ben Simmons shit, and then Bead's like navigated them through all of it. He's just had a super impressive year, and he doesn't have an MVP yet. Yeah. And, like, Luca will get there. Ja will get there. Like, dudes will get there. Steph already has, what, three? I mean... Two. I forget. And, like, DeChosen DeChosen is having a throwback year, too. Like, he's literally dragging the mid-range back with him. He just beat that whatever 60 year old record for most 35 point games, yeah. 50% shooting over 50% now, shooting. I think he beat it by one game and then, and then broke that was it. Will the Chamberlain's game. record, right? Exactly. And it has yeah. lasted for decades <laughs> and decades and decades. And yeah. people like, Anytime even Michael Jordan. Will Chamberlain. Yeah. Right. It's like, okay. fucking not even Michael Jordan, not LeBron James, not a goddamn person has done it <laughs> since Wilt, except for DeMar DeRozan. No, I think I think the Rosen he it's because of Levine, but Levine has been in and out, and uh, yeah. Lonzo's been out for months, and uh, you know they they started off the year without Patrick Williams, and um, I agree. I think the Rosen, if the Bulls can win the East, and let's say that they, they separate. Let's say let's say they win the East right. by three or four games. They go on a run as they get healthy. Like, what if they win Does by the Rosen like, gets there? Yeah, if if let's say let's say the Bulls win the East and the 76ers finish fifth, 
does DeRozan have to get it at that point? Because then you're like, yo, you got Harden too, you know, like, (laughs) and you still like, so I, but I think that's possible. It's sentiment. It's going to come down to it. Yeah. Like there's, there's this group of dudes that you're going to, at the end of the season, when those scoreboards up and the record is there and you see what actually happened and you're going to, because like, what if the Bucks go on a crazy run, you know? And it's like, that's the, that's the wild card. Because Giannis is is better this year. Like he's, he's definitely better. better. He's a lot better. He looks he hits amazing too in that. Now, man, like it's insane. We no, have a center in that in the, in the oh my god in the uh, in the skills contest. He hit. They had a five point shot, which was like basically from where the logo is, and he like sure. came right out and right all, right away just like hit <laughs> that. It's insane. <laughs> it's like, he's yeah twenty seven years old. My God, yeah. It was, it was special. There's so much talent all over the league. Um, it sort of gets lost, I think, because there's been so many dudes in and out, and so much has been crazy. But, yeah. I mean, we haven't had an MVP where it's like basically three centers in a long time. Um, and they all play differently. But uh, also, I think people just like Embiid. You know, I think they, I think like he sort of won in the whole Simmons thing, like Philadelphia by default chose him, but it's like, he, he came out of all of this smelling like a rose, you know, like he, it's his team. He looks great. He found success without Ben Simmons. It's not his fault. And, you know, they're a total title contender. Like they're legit from the game today. Like Harden looked, Harden and Embiid together looked amazing. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on like what else, if the rest of the people can do shit. And I don't know. I mean, they. I'm still like pretty skeptical of that roster. But um, okay, so we named four dudes that are definites. Like, do you have any other down ballots? You mentioned yeah, Josh, well, Luca. Yeah, there's. Yeah, I was gonna say obviously, Ja and and Steph and Demar. I think are kind of all in that. Are the next three, um, and then Luca, um, Durant. If Durant comes back next week, like they're saying he could, and he goes on a run, he could move up. And he could he could certainly be in the discussion if the, sure. if the Nets end up going on a run and you know it and it would like be like are... underlined like listen man this team fucking sucked and then I started playing again and now it's one of the best teams in the NBA that's an MVP but I get what you're saying and and does uh Jimmy Butler I mean they're quietly in first place yeah, the Miami Heat yeah. are in first place right now been really consistent all year. Kyle Lowry's been hurt. Um, you know, even even um, you know who who else? they've had some other Bam. injuries. Um, Everybody's Tyler been hurt, hurt. Yeah, Bam yeah. was hurt out was out for over a month. Tyler yeah. Hero was in and out. Yeah, we had some and, nice uh, years. And even Jimmy Butler was <laughs> Butler was hurt too for a while, but he's right. definitely the 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 guy you know pushing the, the the one kind of the engine for this team. But that's another team where it's like, okay, but they play team basketball, you know, like no yeah. one really stood out, even though they're number one in the East. Um, well, and you have Jimmy and, and Bam. So they probably yeah, and you have take 
this rotating cast of dudes that are just coming in mm-hmm. and like having three weeks of on fire three point shooting, and then they recede back into the background, and you never fucking hear from them again. Um, but them at full strength, I mean, they're you know, they're the best team in the stronger conference, so they're dangerous. Yeah. Um, so the one guy that we we're not talking about who up until a couple weeks ago was a real, a guy who I thought was, you know, should be in the top five discussion. Um, but he most certainly will not. And is uh, Chris Paul. <laughs> you want to talk about CP three a little bit? Okay. The thing I want to say about CP three is that if Phoenix goes on a run, then I feel like you have to talk about Devin Booker for MVP. Cause it's like, he's been here too. And we've talked about CP3's leadership, you know, and like everything, the professionalism and how they've withstood everything with such character. And they didn't have, you know, a sophomore slump after losing in the finals and all of the crazy shit with their owner before the season, like didn't affect their play. DeAndre Ayton not getting extended hasn't hurt them at all. Like Chris Paul's presence has made them a legitimate title contender. Yeah, But, you know, he doesn't score more than 15 points per game. And, like, Devin Booker's been there the whole time, too. And he's playing pretty well this year. And nobody else on the team can get as much name recognition, really. Um, Like, CP3 can't be the MVP now. But this was a really special season. He went out as the assists leader. Um, he's just an immaculate basketball player. When he's on your team, you go to the playoffs. He brought Oklahoma City Thunder, that stupid young team where they they were like, you can sit for a year. And he was like, no, (laughs) I'm not. I'm the head of the fucking players union. I'm also Chris Paul. We're going to the playoffs. And the Thunder couldn't sit him. They couldn't be like, wait, this backfired. He's actually bringing us here. What happened? Um, so I, you know, I don't even think you can put him on ballots for sentiment anymore. Cause he's going to miss the last two months of the season. It's like, yeah, no, his it's done. Uh, that ship has sailed for him. Um, it's unfortunate for, for, yeah. for that organization for him, especially just because he's dealt with so many tough injuries. But at what point, at some point we have to just kind of acknowledge that like Chris Paul is just like, he's just really injury prone. He gets hurt pretty much every year. Um, Why did he play in the all-star game when he has a broken hand? Like that, I couldn't believe that. It's like that's ceremonial. Um, Dedication. Yeah, I mean, I guess no one's going to slap at his hand, but that's still ridiculous. But so fantasy-wise, just real quick. So mm-hmm. I think last yeah. time we talked about, like, who's going to inherit some of Chris Paul's minutes on the Suns? Who should yep. you target? I've got a couple fantasy? of thoughts on that, yeah. So in today's game, they went with Point Booker. Devin yeah. started at the one, and... Uh, Cam John, that sniper, mm-hmm. that stud yeah. that we've mentioned a couple times, Cameron Johnson, he started on the wing. Um, yep. That is a huge development. I mean, Cameron Payne is still injured. Um, and maybe Aaron Holiday had a sore ankle too or something. But like Point Booker, 
I mean, well, what are your? They've done. I love this development. Well, he. They, I mean, he he was the point guard before Chris Paul got there, right? So that's not all that surprising. Um, like you said, you did mention that campaign is is injured right now, but the real benefactor here. A guy who I still don't understand. He's 14% owned. We've been talking about Cameron Johnson all year. And he played 35 minutes. Um, Dude. It looks like he's going to be a a 30-minute guy. 30-minute per game guy. And if he's going to get 30 minutes, he's going to score in this four games that he's been. He he went for 23, 4, and 5 today. He went 3 for 6 he had a very similar stat line to the two, uh, two games prior. Um, so he's a guy who we've already been really excited about him. Um, he's an older guy. He was an older rookie when he came in, but he's still only, he's still on his rookie deal. He's still a relatively young guy. Um, and he's a perfect three and D he's like arguably one of the best three and D players in the league. Um, and he's so efficient. And if he's going to get more volume and more usage, and he's a guy in his last seven days, he's scoring 18 points per game, three assists, three rebounds, a block and a half a steal. Um, he's a sniper. Like you said, he, he hit four three pointers um, against Oklahoma city a couple games ago. So I'm really high on Cameron Johnson. He's owned in 14% of leagues. Like I think he should be owned in at least like 40 to 50% of leagues. Um, he's a the next must roster player. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like an absolute ad. You can't, there are a few other dudes that maybe you can pick up first, but it's like that guy, if if he, if his floor is like 18 points going forward because Booker is now running the offense, that's incredible. Yeah, it's three and a half three-pointers. Big news. Um. Yeah, I just love that development. I'm, I really hope that campaign, even though I love campaign, and I know you do too, but it would be nice if he just runs the second unit and we get to keep Point Booker and Cam Job. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Okay, so. um, let's talk about Jaw though. We just talked about the Suns. Let's serious. Like Jaw is on a good team with other surprising players, like. It's not. It hasn't just been the story of Jaw this year, but his numbers are what they are. I mean, Memphis is one of the best teams in the NBA, and Jaw's the best player on it, and he's doing everything you would want him to do. He's also fun as hell. So are we dismissing Jaw? Am I dismissing Jaw just because he's young? Um, yes and no. Um, I mean, I do kind of feel like MVP is one of those things where you do have to kind of earn it over the course of like a couple of years. Like you don't just like come out of it nowhere and, and get it. Um, but you know, he's, he's come out of the all the numbers, are the numbers blazing. Man. I mean, yeah. this guy right now in the season is 27 points, seven assists, six rebounds. Um, you know, he's, he put up a 46-point game, a 44-point game, uh, you know, just in the last, in the, you know, in the second half of this month. So um, I do think he deserves consideration. Now, he also missed some time, and they played really well when he was out. 
So it's That's again the team point. basketball thing. And um, you know, they've they've had other guys, like you said, play really well. I mean, Jaron Jackson has been like really good lately. Um, obviously you have, you know, Bain, um, you know, so I think that this is he he's on a I think their team talent wise is is you know, when you kind of look at them, you know, as far as far as their whole rotation, I think they're probably pretty much on par with any other team in the league. Um, they don't, they maybe don't have like two all NBA guys at the top. Um, but, you know, when you look at kind of like the depth they have, I think that that probably works against them a little bit too, right? Just because it is a really good sure. team, like one through nine, uh, one through eight. And um, I mean, even uh, Steven Adams is putting up like really good rebounding numbers lately. Yeah. He's getting assists. Um, so I don't think you're, I think Ja deserves to be in that kind of maybe finish fifth or sixth um, this year. He's not going to finish ahead of those three bigs. Um, and I don't think he deserves it ahead of DeRozan with what DeRozan is doing. So I think he's right to be kind of in that fifth, sixth spot, kind of shuffling with Steph, Steph and Curry right now. That's incredible that he's like, yeah, yeah I'm just sort of at Steph's level. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's a step below the MVP, but, like, I'm right there. And I'm yeah. young. An unreal yeah. ascent for young Ja um, and the Grizzlies. I mean, what a spectacular season for them. And they're so much fun to watch. <laughs> And with the the way the things you're hearing about Zion, it just like makes that draft look pick look so amazing. Considering, dude, Zion, it looks like it seems like he's he doesn't even want to be there. Did you hear that the Pelicans sent out their season ticket yeah. like advertisement, and it did not include Zion? Yeah, I that is that. fucking like. That it it has to be on purpose because all of that gets reviewed, obviously. Like before you send it out to the people that buy season tickets for your team, like bosses looked well, at they also, it. They also said like CJ McCollum was on the team for two weeks and, Dude, and never spoke to Zion. The president of the players union. That is the president of the players yeah. union. And you don't fucking call him? He just yeah. got traded to your team, and you don't call it. Like, I, you know what, man? Even if you hate the Pelicans and you don't give a shit that CJ McCollum is there, that's the president of the Players Union. You have to yeah. call him. You have to. You have to. I, yeah. I feel and like that's least. so out of control that CJ was probably just like, he's a young dude. <laughs> I'm not even going to get mad at this. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I think so, um, but uh, yeah, I think Jaws. I think that's where Jaws right now. But he's, I mean, his trajectory is just going straight up. He's that guy's. He's another one that my son really likes. He's dying. We we're talking. He's he's like, Dad. Yeah, you can get hurt. You can get injured in basketball too. Because he's like. You could you could come down and like hurt your ankle. He's like, or you could be like John Moran, hit your head. And I was like, I don't think too many people have to worry about hitting their head on the backboard. I wouldn't wouldn't worry about that as a as an injury though. concern <laughs> when you play basketball. <laughs> John does that motherfucker can fly. He's gonna hit it on the goddamn. 
huge ass display in the center he did of the, it in the in the All Star game too. He almost hit his head on the backboard again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like if he were in the dunk contest, I'd watch that. Oh, um, would you? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would watch that. <laughs> you take time out of your busy schedule to watch. John Actually, Moran I probably wouldn't. I just dunking. watch the replays because the thing is, with the dunk contest, it's like here, take thirty-seven minutes to accomplish the one dunk you practiced. Like you can well, miss twelve times and that do you it. Hope that job like, wouldn't do that. Uh, but they should. You know, but they change it from back in the day when we were growing up. It's like just fucking go. Like don't take the breaks. Just go. Just go. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be something with commercial breaks. It really shouldn't. And you shouldn't just let it last long. But whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I, like, we good don't luck. To write a letter that. to corporate America. I know, right? So earlier this season, though, when both Kyrie. NKD couldn't play and Harden was sort of keeping the nets afloat before things went south. We were talking about him as an MVP candidate, possibly like down ballot. Um, Now he's on the Sixers. Do you think that will negatively impact Embiid at all? Or do you think it will just sort of enhance his argument where it's like, yo, now there's this other Hall of Famer and we can play together. See, like I can play with other people. Like it, I, it's, it, I don't need to play in a just me system. Um, I don't because I think that they're both going to put up big numbers. And as long as MB is kind of like the, the primary option, which I'm certain that's not going to change. Oh, yeah. Um then and he he's going to be that in that same spot and when you kind of consider his defense um to right especially with Harden who's like a guy who's not going to play defense and Embiid is going to probably have to kind of like he's going to be the guy who's like cleaning up the clean up the mess a little bit right um so I don't think so I don't think at all um I never really felt like Harden was in the in the MVP conversation um his stats are great but they're kind of like kind of remind me of like russell westbrook right now when russell westbrook put up the triple double season like they were okay but they weren't really winning games when he was getting off putting up those those big stats so i don't know i i I felt like harden is obviously going to always be in the top 10 you know as long as he's until he kind of ages out of that group but uh I don't. I don't see that impacting Embiid. Um, now, if if the joke, if the Nuggets were to like go on a serious run, um, then I think you have to kind of really take him really serious for the award because he's already kind of doing everything he can to keep this team afloat. And if he could somehow turn this team into like a legit contender, um, then yeah, I think that changes things. But Harden doesn't, in my mind. Right, it's almost like Harden is sort of now the tiebreaker, and it's like if Embiid can maintain and the Sixers can maintain or get better, it like it, it's Embiid's to lose, but Joker can take it uh, if just the right circumstances occur. But I don't know. I mean, like, did you watch any of today's game against the Knicks? It was no, I, I didn't. I, I've been out today, so I didn't see today's game. But I did. It was see... just free throw after free throw after free yeah. throw free throw after free throw and uh, but i think that's going to be the sixers yeah and uh, it's old school you know, man 
Yeah, exactly. Like they're, and this was the Knicks, so we don't need to go, you know, like too far into it. But yeah, you can just see that when you have two guys who are this good at their very specific skills, it's it can be deadly. Um, and the big three, you know, maybe it'll end up mattering. You know, the Sixers end up going against the Bucks. I'd rather be the Bucks because Drew Holiday can, you know, adequately defend Hardman and Giannis can adequately defend Embiid. And then you still have Chris Middleton. Um, yeah. I still feel like the Bucks are the best. I love that trio more than anybody else. But uh, it was it was potent watching them. Like you could see yeah. what. Sixers can do with those two guys when they're on the same page. It, it does look pretty fucking frightening. Yeah, no, uh, they're, they're definitely going to be in it at the end. And Maxi just continues to flourish, you know, like it's, it's kind of crazy. We, we really, we don't really talk about Tyrese Maxi. He's just, you know, having, having a great, great season and he's five years old and, uh, Maybe he'll be most improved player candidate, but good for him. Good for Tyrese. All right. You want to get to some ads? Let's do some ads. Do you have anyone that you wanted to mention? Okay. Actually, I want to start. Sorry. I just saw that this note. Uh, The upcoming fantasy week has a team that plays five games. This team, everybody else plays either four games or three games, or the Trailblazers play only two. So try to avoid streaming the Trailblazers. Also, we'll come back to them in in a little bit. But one team plays five games. That team is the Toronto Raptors, one of our faves. Mm -hmm. Brandon OG Ananobi is out. For the foreseeable future, with a hand injury, he's seeing a specialist. My heart weeps for him. I love him so, so, so much. That leaves a bunch of minutes open, a bunch of minutes open for the Toronto Raptors on a five-game week. So this is a volume conversation I want to have right now. Because there's multiple mouths on the Raptors. Is there someone that you prefer out of this group? Possible heirs to OG's minutes. Precious Achua, Thaddeus Young, Kem Birch, or Chris Boucher, or Boucher, whatever. Um, Well, he's 90% rostered, and everybody else, like, they're mostly available. But, uh, all these guys are front court dudes, as is OG. Yeah, so I would say the guy who, you know, first came to mind is Thaddeus Young. Um, we felt like they kind of brought him in here as uh, insurance for, uh, for you know, just in case something exactly like this happens. He's another yeah. guy who's a versatile um 
forward wing who can kind of like get in there and mix it up. Uh, a dude who moves the ball, guard multiple like the ball positions. Stop yeah, he doesn't have yeah, sticky. He's, he's a, exactly. Um, Chris Butcher had started kind of playing more down the stretch, so I, mm-hmm. I feel like in the last like month or so, he he been kind of like carving out a role again, but. I'm just I'm not that excited about him any longer. Um, you know, I mean, he was a good source of blocks, but he just hasn't really kind of done that any any that much this year. Um, Achua, yes, but I think his upside is limited. Um, so I don't know. I guess that leaves Birch. Um, did you mention anyone else, or was that the last guy? Kem no, Birch. I mean, it's like these are the dudes. That will help fill the front court. I mean, if Fred Van Fleet yeah. is going to these games, then uh, it's the backups are Malachi Flynn and uh, Danton Bellano. Yeah. You know, so, it's like, but, uh, but we don't know like when by committee. coming back. So, yeah, I think, I think it's more of a by committee situation where everyone gets a few more minutes. I think Thad has the potential to maybe do something interesting with it if you're looking to pick someone up but he's already owned in 41 percent of leagues it's not like he's a he's a guy who's available in you know every league so nick nurse has also had to pick up that so nick nurse like the raptors traded for dad young for expressly this reason like you're another dude who's taller who's six eight or taller can defend and can move the ball just like every other motherfucker on this team except for fv yeah um Ken Birch and Boucher, and to a smaller extent, Achua, like sort of know Nick Nurse's system. And Nick Nurse has had a very tight rotation this year so far. Like he's played his starters more than any other team has played their starters. Um, Achua, yeah. though, is a dude that can do things that Ken Birch and uh, Boucher, Butcher, uh, can't do like he's just a little bit more athletic so he's very athletic he's he's an energy guy for sure he kind of reminds me a little bit of like a mantras hero um a dude you just sort of let off the leash and it's like all right man yeah. like we, we're not going to give you too big of a role and hopefully like the rhythm of the game finds you and you yeah. can have a good night um so I feel like I like him second most, but I think that Young had like they traded for Young for this reason, right? And he's played over the last couple of games, um, if I recall correctly. And I just think those minutes are going to go up. So I do think that it's going to be a committee to a certain extent um, while they figure out what's wrong with OG and when he might be able to come back if he can come back this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, you know, logic-wise, like, you acquired Thaddeus Young for, like, this reason. So when this reason occurs, yeah, it seems like you should do the thing yeah, that you traded for. Emergency, right, right. Bring out Thaddeus Young. Yeah. And you assume that, like, once he's back, because he's barely played in San Antonio, That's but it's like, once he gets say. legs back, it's like... Yeah you're a dude that won't make mistakes and you won't drag the team down. Maybe you don't raise the ceiling, but you're not going to lower the So right now he's playing, he's playing around 20 minutes a game. And I was going to say though, you know, maybe he's still kind of playing himself in the shape. Maybe he will eventually kind of get closer to 30 minutes once he, he, 
you know, give him a, a few more weeks or, or, or so to kind of get round. And he's a perfect Raptor. Like he just looks exactly like those dudes. It's crazy. And even though he didn't play at all, really for the Spurs, I mean, maybe that just means he's fresh. Yeah. And he's put up some intriguing stat lines already, like in his last game, 22 minutes, 10 points, three assists, two rebounds, two steals. So, I mean, yeah. it, from that from that standpoint, like he is a guy who, um, you know, he's not going to hit like a ton of threes, um, but he's going to kind of like round out the, the stat sheet for you. Otherwise, uh, he's going to give you assists, rebounds, some stocks, and he can score in double figures. So. I do like him, but again, he's already owned in 40, 41% of leagues. So it's not like we're not talking about a guy right. you can pick up who's, in, you know, owned in 10 or 20% of leagues here. So it's probably still a decent value at 40%. Um, but uh, I, I might kind of look at some other options as well. The shitty thing is that the timing is so bad because it's a five game week. And if you're mm-hmm. in a week streamer league, then you have to choose from these dudes. And it's like, well, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, what? <clears throat> like, I'm, maybe if I have like, all of them, young I'm, on back I'm going to backs and like. Yeah. No, I think I go Thad, yeah, though. If I'm do. picking one. If I'm picking one, I'm picking Thad. Sure. I think for this week, if I'm picking one, I'm picking Precious Achua because I think he'll play every game, even the back to backs. So, like, a cumulatively at the end of the week, he'll end up having more minutes, but I'm just saying that. I mean, like, I have no idea. Um, Okay. Well, that's my first ad. I just wanted to say that volume is available this week, but choose wisely. Choose wisely. Mm -hmm. Brandon, what's your first ad? Uh, So this guy's not really an ad, but I just wanted to shout out my man, Dr. Bobby Portis. Um, hit eight three pointers last night, uh, on his way to 30 points and 12 rebounds. If he's available in your league, he's still 81% owned. Like every single league, I'm talking if it's an eight team (laughs) league, you should own this guy. Like, this is not a fluke, he is a consistent source of double doubles and stocks, and he hits a ton of threes at a high clip. So pick up the doctor, every league. That's a guy we called early on. He was like 15% owned and now he's up to 80. He should be at 95. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, but my, my first ad this week for the, uh, kind of the, the sh- more shallow leagues is, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, 68% owned, so still available in 32% of leagues. Um, when when the Hawks traded away Cam Reddish, I think that our first thought was we just immediately thought of, you know, DeAndre Hunter. Um, but yeah. Bogdanovich <laughs> has, has, has benefited, you know, greatly. <laughs> Um, 17 in the, in the last month, he's scored 17 points per game, four and a half rebounds, three and a half assists, one and a half steals over three, three pointers, 47% from the field, 84% from the line. Um, this kid is, has, has kind of shown me, I've always kind of been kind of so, so on him, but he looks like, you know, he can really kind of 
if you give him the chance, he can kind of really produce. So um, that's a guy that in shallow leagues, like he's not available in a ton of leagues, but at 68%, I, I like the, I like what he's giving me and, and I would pick him up. Those Hawks, man, I like they, so they're in the 10th spot right now and um, absent a run, they're probably going to stay in play in uh, play in distance, I guess is how we call this. Like the top six seeds are yeah. out of the play in and then seven through 10. So they're still dangerous though. Like they're still yeah. one of the best fucking most electrifying offenses when Trey gets going. Um, but you know, maybe it's just not their year with the East being beast and them having a slow start and then mm-hmm. having great cam. I don't know. I'm, I keep going back and forth because when I watch them, I just think to myself, shit, man, Trey is such a fucking tough motherfucker. And yeah. I like all no, the individual I don't, I don't think players it's on, the, on the Hawks. Like I literally like all of the individual players on the Hawks. I don't know that the team works great. Um, no. And, you know, like the combo of DeAndre Hunter and Kevin Herter, I believe in in fantasy, but in real life, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So Bogdan was the guy that the Bucks tried to get last year in a trade. And it fell through, and it was a big yeah. to do, and they ended up winning the title anyway. Um, and now, you know, Bogdan is on the Hawks, and he seems like he's healthy at long last. And uh, they've consolidated their roster, so he's sort of in a good position. And I'm just sort of reminded why people wanted him when he was on Sacramento a couple of years ago. Anyway, it's like this is a good basketball player. This is a guy that can help you win. This is a guy that can run an offense, mm-hmm. and he can also play off the ball. Um, yeah. yeah. Maybe I've just the Hawks so are slow that it's just like the hole was too deep. Sorry, go ahead. No, so I was going to say, so I have a couple other I've – got, I've got a few other guys, but I'll give you two more quickly, and then you can, you can take it from there. Um, so yeah. I have two guys that are kind of in that next tier um, – that we've both discussed. So I'm not going to go into a ton of depth on them, but uh, Monty Moore is still at 25%. Um, just in the He's last 30 days, great. yeah, his counting stats have been great, but the guy has been shooting the lights out in the last yeah. month. He's shooting almost 59% from the field. Um, on 10 attempts. So he's, How? he's really like, taking great team, shots. Like it's, yeah. I don't get it, man. And, like, Will yeah. Barton's been good recently, too. And like, yeah. I just don't really understand how the Nuggets do it. It's such a weird so team. Still 25% owned. Um, so I, I think that that's a guy that I think should be owned in more leagues. And then a guy that you really like, um, I believe you you mentioned him on our first or second episode this season, Devin Vassell, 15% owned. He's really starting to come into his own. Um, maybe he's, you know, I think all of the, the, the Spurs have – played pretty well lately. Um, Murray's been playing well. Keldon Johnson's Johnson's been playing well. And Vassell has been playing really well. So uh, he's a guy who is still owned, is still only owned in 15% of leagues. Uh, But he showed that he's shown that he could score a little bit lately. He's, he's, um, he's really putting up some points. And uh, in the last 30 days, 
uh, or I'm sorry, in the last 15 days, he's averaging almost 15 points a game. So, um, you know, if he's a stock guy that can give you a steal plus a block plus a couple threes and, you know, 14 or 15 points a game. He's also giving you almost four assists a game. Uh, that's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. I think him and DeJounte Murray together in the backcourt is like on the DL, one of the best emerging stories in the NBA. Like, I think that's going to be a titanic defensive tandem. Um, yeah. Derek White's a super good defender, too. And like him and Marcus Smart have been great together in Boston so far. But, mm-hmm. uh, they have. You know, De- yeah. Devin Vassell is like a better athlete and, you know, that wingspan. There's some interesting things going on in Spurs land. It'll be cool to see what they can do. Um, obviously, I love Devin. I think he's just fun, the king. Fun fact Vassell has not missed a free throw in over 30 days. So he's so also shooting the well, <laughs> shooting the, the well from the line. So. Yeah, I think Vassell, that's a guy to look at in uh, redrafts and in, in dynasty leagues. Give him a, a good look as well. Uh, what about yourself? Who do you What do you have? Okay. Um, we need to talk about Yusuf Nurkic and the Portland Trailblazers, even though the Trailblazers yeah, are playing twice this week. And you should probably try to avoid streaming them unless you have Anthony Simons or Josh Hart, I suppose. Uh, So their starting center is out for at least a month with plantar fasciitis. And that probably means that he's out for the rest of the season. That means there's another another guy who's shown a propensity for injuries. I mean, he pretty much goes down at some point every year. Totally true, but... When I heard this, my first thought was, he doesn't fucking have plantar fasciitis. Portland's just saying that because they're winning too many games recently and they don't want him to get injured for meaningless games. So I'm a little skeptical he's injured. Like, you can say people have whatever. Um, Wait, you don't so You don't think that it's it's? Legit? I don't think he has plantar fasciitis. No. I, maybe he has plantar fasciitis, but, like, it, it's not bad enough to keep him from playing. But maybe he does. Maybe it is. I don't know. So you think I'm not he would agree to, to get sh- shut down for the? I don't know. He doesn't. Strike of course, me as the kind dude. Because if he gets injured again, because he's injury prone, if he gets injured again, Portland a can't trade him in the off season, and maybe he wants that, and maybe they want that, and maybe Dame wants that, and B he'll be injured again for no reason, and that will impact future earnings. So, like, if I were him and his agent and in charge of the Portland Trailblazers, it'd be like, fuck yeah, you're sitting. We want to be as bad as possible. We want that motherfucker from Duke. I don't know if that I, – I, I find that I, – I, I have to dig into that a little more. Dude, I don't Josh Kinney has a hip problem and might not play for the rest of the season. Like, that – people are dropping, like, flies all over the place. They're going to start shutting yeah, dudes. But Nurkic was playing sure. really well. He was he was really playing well, and his and his value is not going up by being out for the rest of the year. But it'll go down if he gets injured. Yeah, but we're assuming that he's been that he's injured. If you're assuming that he's going to get injured, even if he's actually healthy right now. 
Dude, I feel like they should have just been they should have just John Walled this shit and been like, you know what? We had a discussion and we both agreed you're not gonna fucking play anymore. <laughs> Cause like everyone knows that John Wall isn't going to be playing for Houston. And every and apparently Adam Silver's okay with it. I think I feel that uh, yo, Kai hasn't played for whatever. Anyway, there's a lot of fucking minutes available in the Portland front court. Yeah, there are. But who's there? Who's on the Portland Trailblazers, Brandon? So well, there's two I, guys that yeah. like maybe. I mean, honestly, your guess is as good as mine. Like the well, they, I, I picked up Winslow, Justice Winslow in our league. Sure, sure. But he's also Justice hurt now. Winslow is also hurt, but like he was playing yeah. on the wing at the four. <laughs> like, what's going on in the paint for these Portland Trailblazers? Because I had not really heard of – I mean, I'd heard of them, but, like, when I looked up their death chart today, I was like, oh, yeah. Who the fuck are these guys? So it's Drew Eubanks and Trendon Watford. And I think they're both 6'9". Um, these are just guys <laughs> that you plug and play because they don't have anything else to do. You can't put Josh Hart at the five. <laughs> You're just not allowed to do that, even though he's yeah. probably the best rebounder on the team right now. Um, if you're looking to stream centers and hopefully get rebounds, I would look at Drew Eubanks. I would not look at these and guys. Watford <laughs> because they have, but they have to play. Someone has to play. Like, don't look at them this week, obviously, but see who gets the minutes in the two Fair games enough. this week. If it's if one of them plays thirty minutes, like you have to, you you have to give them a chance. If you're going to get that volume, you can't yeah. just. They just both look like they're going to play twenty minutes and do nothing for you. But you're right. If one can emerge, and Eubanks and Watford's owned in less than one percent of ESPN leagues, right? And Eubanks is owned in even less than him. So yeah. um, no one knows who's on this team. <laughs> yeah. Like who's CJ Ellaby? Uh, I mean, I know who that is, but people don't know who that is. Um, I mean, technically like Ben McLemore is on this team, but no one cares. Greg Brown is also playing. Uh, he played it 25 is, minutes against the Warriors the other night. It's really impressive because you know, like, they can't tell Anthony Simons to sit, and they can't tell Josh Hart to sit, because, like, they're, this is their prime position to make money. Like, if, if you can't figure out how to lose games while we're getting all these minutes, then that's your problem, not mine. Um, mm-hmm. So they're going to be able to play out the string. But Nurkic, nope. Injury risk? Sorry, sit down, sir. It is, uh, it could be, I mean, it could be fantasy gold, you know, Justice Winslow, Point Winslow is good, um, or can be good for fantasy purposes. Uh, So we'll have to see. But injuries in the second half of the season, going into the playoffs, have to be monitored because that's where the opportunity is. So I mentioned that Josh Giddy, the rookie point guard for the Oklahoma City Thunder, is out with a hip injury. It might last a while. Um, 
Trey Mann is now listed as the starting point guard for the Oklahoma City Thunder. In his last game, he scored 22 points, grabbed four rebounds, and dished five dimes. I think people should consider adding him. He is rostered in 3% of leagues, so he is widely available. The Thunder are another bad team, looking to give volume away to whoever they can. Um, So this is just another opportunity play because you have to play somebody. So you might as well go with dudes that might get 30 minutes a game. And man, and man is a guy who he's had to play at, you know, different points throughout the season. And he's, he's been, he's not going to consistently be, you know, as, as good as he was in his last game when he had 22 points. Um, but like he's shown that he can play well and he scored 30 points on Valentine's day against the Knicks. So, um, this guy has a has upside, and like you said, it's 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 an opportunity play. Um, so right while it's hot, if he's going to play thirty minutes, and he's going to be on a team where he has the green light to just like do what he wants out there, yeah, why not? Yeah, it's like playing Poku at the end of last year. You know, it's like well, they're giving him the minutes, man. I like <laughs> yeah. I. I I'm not judging this on a moral or NBA basketball level. They're just giving but him the minutes. I'm responding. That's it. And when, and sometimes, you know, and there's different, not all minutes are created equal, right? Like there's sometimes where you're getting minutes, but you're on a team with that actually is trying to win. And so you have to play a role where it's like, this guy's getting the minutes in a situation where he can just go out and just like try to get buckets. Yeah. It's your team, Trey. (laughs) Like they fuck all these other people. Yeah. They do not care. Don't get an Isaiah Roby's way, I guess. (laughs) Do we really care? Not really. Um, yeah, like Royce O'Neal on Utah gets all the minutes in the world, but you don't know who he is because he's never scored 10 points in his whole life. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. I like that. Give me a few others. Um, so another guy, I I think we mentioned on the last episode or maybe the prior, um, but Chumo Kiki, um, continuing to kind of his role looks like it's going to continue to kind of expand and um in his last game he had 26 points nine rebounds four assists three steals and a block Um, dude is he just a second half player like he's just always gonna come in the back end and be like you know what here's two great months yeah so i mean if he's going to continue in you know in the last two weeks um so you know right before the all-star break and in the last few games uh, since then, but uh, 14 points, seven rebounds, three assists, over three stocks combined, steals and blocks. Um, and he, you know, and he's going to hit threes. He hit over three three pointers per game. Um, he's not going to be the most efficient. I think that's what we we said on our last last time we discussed him. But I mean, if he's going to give you those kind of counting stats, and he's a guy who can contribute defensively with threes, with rebounds, and assists, he's he pretty much contributes every single where every single category. So um, if he's going to play 30 minutes, yeah, I, I like him. And uh, he's, a, he's available. He's owned in eight and a half percent of leagues. So um, widely, widely available. Um, he's a guy, if you're in a dynasty league and you're out of it, I would definitely pick him up as a guy who maybe could have some momentum going into next year and, and come into the year as a starter and just kind of continue to, to 
to grow from there. Speaking of the magic, Mr. Markel Fultz is coming back this week, y'all. Okay. Played in over a year. He is no longer the focus of the team, if he ever really was. And he's third behind Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs. But he's still Markel Fultz. He was still Mm -hmm. taken high in the draft. Number one in the draft, right? Number one. And, uh, you know, he could still have a good NBA career. So I'm not telling people to go pick him up. If you just have an open roster spot and like, fuck it, you're a Fultz fan. Sure. Pick him up, but put him on your watch list Mm -hmm. because you don't want to, I mean, the magic are just playing out the string, you know, like if they, they're not going to sit Jalen Suggs or Cole Anthony, but maybe they'll play Fultz out there with them too. You know, like they can just put dudes out on the floor to guarantee them a win, even though you're giving minutes to them. Um, the magic are so funny. They're because they, <laughs> I'm like Jonathan Isaac is coming back next year. Yeah, you know you can, and Franz Wagner's been good. Like you can sort of talk yourself into them looking like kind of a good magic team in the over the next couple of years. But then it's just like, yeah, but that's just another good magic team. Like you know how they're good, and then Jonathan Isaac will demand trade. It's like, all right, let's start it all over again. Whatever. I'm intrigued by the, by their roster makeup a little bit going into next year. Um, but yeah, Fultz, Fultz, um, he could, like you said, he could carve out a role as like the number three guard. Um, he's really, he's a guy who, you know, when he came into, came into the league, when he was drafted, everyone kind of hoped that he could really develop into an elite defender. I think he has like a six ten wingspan or something like that. Um, yeah. So, so uh, you know, he could still carve out a role. Um, the luster is, isn't quite there what it once was. Once, you know, now that Cole Anthony is kind of emerging as like a guy that they seem to like there. Um, so, you know, we'll see. But, yeah, I, I definitely think, yeah, you're right. Keep an eye on him. He's loaned, owned in less than 10% of leagues. So, um, we'll see what, what happens in the next couple of weeks. I mean, I was talking shit about the Magic, but one of the things that the Magic like when they're good is having a good defensive backcourt mate for your point guard. So, mm-hmm. like, he he has pedigree. He has talent. He just needs to find all of it at the same time and match it with the correct and proper role. And, you know, maybe that's on a team with absolutely no expectations. So the sky's still sort of the limit for Fultz. Um, He could still turn into a very valuable NBA player and a very good fantasy player. But right now, I mean, who knows what could happen? I'm still sort of surprised Gary Harris is on the team, but he's a good defender in the backcourt. So kind of the dude that the Magic like. Um. Oh, Marvin Bagley has looked good on Detroit. I wanted to mention that. He's averaged like 15 and four, basically. Uh, He has an ankle injury right now, but it's not serious. So he's another dude with a lot of runway on a bad team. Um, 
Kemba is out for the year. Well, out. Like, they're just not yeah, going to play. He's done. Uh, Alec Burks, Emmanuel Quickly. Uh, oh, and Derek Rose is, like, still injured or injured again. So he's going to get at least two more weeks of not playing games. So you're going to have to look for the other dudes on the Knicks. I don't really know if I like any of them, though. I think Quentin Grimes is injured now, too. R.J. Barrett is back, so that's good news. And Cam Reddish hopefully gets more minutes, but... Mm-hmm. I'm still holding out hope for Cam, but we'll see. Maybe I... they're forced into playing him. I still like both him and DeAndre Hunter. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, maybe we're just way wrong. Or maybe they're just still raw and young. But... yeah. I mean, it's Thibodeau, really, for Cam. Like, I mean, if Cam Reddish were on the Detroit Pistons, he'd be getting a hell of a lot more playing time. But that yeah. doesn't. That doesn't so matter. I've, too I've much. got a. Do you have any more guys? I've got a couple more guys. Um, nice. More flyers. Not not really sure they could. This could go south quickly. But uh, flyers win you leagues at this point of the yeah, season. Sometimes you yeah. know it's coming out of the All Star break. You got to kind of read the tea leaves. Some situations change that you may not be able to predict by just looking at the most recent like box scores. But uh, Isaiah Jackson, uh, power forward oh, okay. for the uh, Indiana Pacers. So um, it looks like he's he's kind of like stepped in as the starting center right now. Um, you know, you know, obviously when Miles Turner comes back, that should change. But for now, it looks like he's going to start over, uh, Terry Taylor and Gogo Batadze. Um, he's not contributing a ton of scoring and rebounding. Um, he did have a pretty good game against OKC, uh, where he had 17 points and six boards. Um, but where he is contributing, is uh, really on the blocks. Um, so he's in in the two games since the, since the break. He's uh, has eight blocks over those two games. Um, so he's a guy who could you know play twenty twenty five minutes and be a guy who could give you like maybe flirt with the double double, but give you like two or three blocks. Um, he's Love gonna. That. It seems like he's gonna be one of those guys that's going to be like a high energy when he's in. So he's gonna, you know, he's gonna be jumping around trying to trying to tip everything. Um, and he's gonna play twenty minutes. He's not gonna play thirty minutes. Uh, maybe he'll get twenty five. Um, but he's owned in. He's only owned in six percent of leagues. And uh, I think he's a guy that you know is worth kind of considering. He's also a pretty decent free throw shooter, I believe. Um, so, you know, he won't hurt you there. Um, he, and he's, his efficiency is pretty good. Like he, he's only taken shots from, you know, real close for the most part. Um, and then another guy who I think we mentioned a couple weeks ago, um, kind of like in between a, a redraft and a, and a dynasty ad for me, um, but 4% owned um, Onyeka Onkagwu. Uh, for the Atlanta, another Atlanta Hawk. He seems to be playing a little bit more um, as the season progresses. And if they're out of it, um, I could see him getting an extended look here. He's a guy who they really, I think, are really, really high on this kid. He's like kind of an undersized, long-armed center, kind of in that mold we talked about, where it's like, yeah, you don't necessarily need a seven-footer, but if the guy has a seven-foot wingspan, he can guard seven-footers and he can run a little better. And uh, Okongwu seems like he could be that kind of guy. Maybe this is the type of big you play with a Trey Young, similar to a Draymond Steph, right? Um, this guy's not quite the passer of a Draymond, but defensively, 
he's uh they 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 kind of compare him to um to to they are the least hope that he can kind of you know follow in that in that mold um he's getting more of an opportunity um last game played against the the raptors he played 27 minutes at 17.7 rebounds and assist a steal and three blocks so um nice. You know, I, I think everything I've I've ever really heard or read about this guy, Atlanta is really high on him. Um, they've been hesitant to like include him in any trades. They really think he's the future. Uh, you know, I think they would much rather um, trade uh, trade. Um, I'm blanking on their starting Capella. center's name right now. Capella, right now. I think they'd you know much rather trade him and, and go with Congo if they especially if they end up kind of not being able to really compete and make a real run at the playoffs this year. So he's and like Capella I said, he's kind of in trade from Houston, you know, like yeah. they drafted in Conwo, but they took Capella. Yeah. It, was, it was like, all right, well, here's this opportunity. So yeah, exactly. I, I agree with that. It's yeah. So he's, he's kind of a dynasty ad for me more at this point, but um, if he starts to consistently play over 25 minutes a game, I'm probably adding him in redraft leagues now because when a team refuses to give up a player then you have to pay attention and like the team can be wrong obviously Mm -hmm. but you know if they're saying no then you should ask yourself oh well why what are his per 36 you know yeah um you have anyone else that's it for me did and i for oh yeah fucking pick up Ao Dasunmu, guys. Everybody, mm-hmm. everyone in the whole world, pick up Ao Dasunmu. <laughs> it is beyond. Like this dude can dish seven plus dimes in a game. Yeah. It is. Yeah, he is a great assist. He's man. still shooting over fifty percent. Like you're not getting good scoring most of the time, but um, it's totally serviceable. And Kobe White's doing well. Vooch is doing well. That team is really really impressive. Billy Donovan has done such a good job and DeMar, obviously. Um, Laurie Markkinen, the finisher, he's had two 20-plus point games. He's under 50% rostered. Uh, the Cavaliers are dealing with injuries and he seems to be you know, picking up the slack with the scoring. In D.C., another team with a bunch of like youth and maybe maybe it's good. Maybe it isn't. Um, Raul Nitu, Yaul Nitu, uh, I believe he's Brazilian. He's the starting point guard now. Mm-hmm. If you're just looking to stream someone to try to get assists, he's a guy to choose. Um, some of their sophomores are back for DC. is playing. But Kuzma is really... I mean, there's... I, I guess KCP has been good recently or serviceable recently. Um, yeah, this is – we're transferring from the dog days into the second half of the season where healthy dudes are going to be sitting because teams want to tank. So you have to stay on top of the waivers, make sure you have as many dudes as possible on your watch list, and just monitor who's getting minutes because the yep. volume matters much more than the efficiency at this point. That's all I got yeah. for players. Yeah, that's it for me too. Um, but I think we we rattled off enough names for all different types of leagues. So 
think it was a pretty good, right, guys. pretty good list we we have. There's a couple weeks left in most leagues, and then the playoffs begin. Brandon is currently beating me in our league, um, and you know that was to be expected because I'm my dudes are just dropping like flies. Anyway, guys, gals, everyone in between, have a safe week. We will see you next time. Um, stream Raptors, but stream them wisely. <laughs> yeah. All right.